You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. Amen. Give the Lord a hand while you're being seated this morning. I'm not going to ask you to stand this morning uh, for the reading of the word. The title of the message is Survive and Thrive in Desert Times. Uh, The Lord doesn't want us only to survive, uh, but he wants us to thrive. And a lot of what I'm going to share with you today, I was reading uh, in a book that I have there in my office and, and then also using the Bible and praying and God's given me some things to share with you today. Uh, Media, uh, I told you John chapter 4, verses 13 and 14, but if you would go with me to John chapter 4, I want to begin reading with verse 3. Verse 3 out of John chapter 4, and Jesus departs uh, into Galilee. So he left Judah, uh, Judea, and departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. And then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there, and Jesus therefore, being wearied with his journey, he sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. And there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Somebody say draw. And Jesus saith unto her, give me to drink. For his disciples were going away into the city to buy meat. And then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that thou, being a Jew, asketh drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria, For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Verse 12, art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? And Jesus answered and said unto her, whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Wells were almost always during this time located outside the city along the main road. And morning and evening, women would come and draw water. Early in the morning or later in the evening when it was a little bit cooler. But this woman comes at noontime uh, probably to avoid people because of her reputation. 
I wonder, has there ever been a time in your life where you've avoided somebody because at that time you knew maybe your reputation uh, wasn't what it should be? Uh, this woman was a Samaritan. She was a member of a hated race uh, and also was known to be living in sin. Uh, she spoke about her husband and, and Jesus said, you've had five husbands and the one you're with right now is not your husband. So maybe that has a little bit of something to do with why she was avoiding the rest of the girls in town. How many of those women, you know, they can have a little cat fight once in a while inside of them and, and talk about, oh boy, I got some looks right there. Uh, maybe us men, we got some male cat in us, I don't know. But anyhow, no respectable Jewish man would talk to a woman under such circumstances. But the good news is here, the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ is for every person. No matter what you're going through, no matter what part of the tracks you've been born, uh, it doesn't matter where your family is on the social ladder or the education, the gospel is for every individual, can somebody say amen? So what did Jesus mean here uh, by living water? In the Old Testament, many verses speak of thirsting uh, after God as one thirsting for water. God is called in Psalms chapter 36, verse nine, the fountain of life. God is called in Jeremiah 17 and 13, the fountain of living water. So many uh, spiritual functions parallel with physical functions. Uh, you can't last very long without physical uh, water. And I really didn't know this. Uh, I was reading this week that 70% of the body is made up of water. It's amazing how people like to pat me on the stomach when they walk by and they'll say, well, preacher, you look like you've been eating a lot of fried chicken. And you know, they, uh, when, when I read that about the 70% made up of water, I kind of laughed to myself and I thought the next time somebody says something about my big belly, I'm gonna say, listen, uh, I'm not fat, I'm just a reservoir, do you hear me? I just, I got more water than most of you. Do you understand? Somebody, if you know what I'm talking about, give God a hand clap and thank God God, uh, for the living water, the Spirit of God. Anybody glad to have the Spirit of God living within you? Give him a crazy hand clap and a shout of praise right now. So you need to hear me. Our soul needs spiritual food and it needs spiritual water. In the 1800s, there was a minister by the name of Charles Spurgeon, and I, I, I run into a lot of his sayings and things uh, uh, that, that he preached about, and he's very well known. He is known as what they called the Prince of Preachers. And Charles Spurgeon, he wrote this. He said, if we cannot believe God when circumstances seem to be against us, we do not believe him at all. I want to read it again. If we cannot believe God when circumstances seem to be against us, we do not believe him at all. So I want to talk about dry places. Rain is very sacred 
scarce, excuse me, and sacred. But rain is scarce in the desert. Water is not easily accessed there. And if it's to be found at all, it must be drawn out of a well or a spring. In a desert, there's no outpouring. You gotta dig, you gotta draw to get that water. So I'm talking about a wilderness experience in your life, a desert experience in your life is a very dry and thirsty land. A lot of people give up during that time. Here's a Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. In Psalms chapter 63, verse one, I love the way he says this, O God, thou art my God. Somebody say, my God. And then he goes on to say, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a day, excuse me, in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. He says, thou art my God. This is the secret to all the things that follows. It's the relationship. He said, my God. He has a relationship with God Almighty. Do you have that relationship? He said, early will I seek you. So the thirst of David's soul demanded to be satisfied early in the morning. You want a good day, you get alone with God early in the morning and quench that thirst and let the Spirit of God just drown you in his presence and fill you up and it won't matter how many demons and the devil can show up on your front porch, but you will be ready for the battle. If you believe that, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Spurgeon also says there was no desert in his heart. Spurgeon says there's no desert in my heart. He said there's a desert all the way around me, but there's no desert in my heart. In other words, we can choose uh, to live in a desert in a dry place, no matter what the culture, no matter what the economy, no matter what illnesses, COVID, or anything else that comes, there can be a desert all the way around us, but brother, you can still have a well and a spring of the Holy Spirit in your heart and overcome anything that the enemy brings your way. Come on, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! Therefore, Jesus invites us with these words. Listen, I'm reading out the New King James Version on this scripture here. In John chapter seven, the second part of verse 37, if anyone, somebody say anyone. Look at your neighbor and say neighbor. That means you. If anyone thirst. Let him come to me and drink, anybody. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers, rivers of living water. I'll stress rivers and I'll take that a little further later. But this he spoke concerning the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. Jesus used the term living water to indicate eternal life in John chapter four, verse 10 that I just read to you. And here he uses the term to refer as the Holy Spirit in John seven. The two go together. You can't have eternal life if you don't have the spirit of the living God. Can somebody say amen? 
I think all believers can relate to what I'm about to say uh, and maybe recall an instance uh, where there was a dry season uh, when you prayed uh, and you found it difficult to get a refreshing drink of living water. Can anybody remember when you just, you, you know, you was in a dry place, in a dry season, in the desert, in the wilderness, so to speak, and you tried to pray and it just didn't seem to go anywhere and you just couldn't get a drink drink of refreshing water. Anybody recall, the, anybody feel like you're in that season today? If you feel like you're in that season today, I got good news for you. You are in the right place. Uh, and I believe that there's going to be a well and a spring uh, and it's just not going to drip. It's going to come out of there in a gushing downpour and fill up your spirit. Somebody give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Give me a second to just tell you a little something that happened the other day. It just came to my, my mind. One of the families was leaving and a young mother said, uh, my daughter here, we, I tuck her in and we pray every night. And, and she says, uh, when, when I was praying and I got done, I said, amen. The little girl said, oh, just go ahead and put your hands together and somebody give God a shout of praise. <laughs> Ho! Train up a child, amen? Woo! God does not bring us into these desert times and these wilderness experience to frustrate us. It's not what God does. God, he doesn't have joy in frustrating you and I. He doesn't bring us into these seasons of dryness uh, that we would give up. My goodness, don't give up. The wilderness is not intended to be a place of failure, but a victory. Somebody shared with me this week, said, I've been a failure. Listen to me. God don't make no mistakes. And we may have made some bad choices, but they are behind us. And if you're in a dry season right now, God's not looking backwards in your life. God is looking forward in your life. Get your eyes out of the rear view mirror and look what God has ahead because the past is gone and tomorrow is yours. Go ahead, give God another hand clap and a shout of praise. So when you're in that dry place and you're in that desert season, you got to listen to the small voice uh, that is within you. Uh, there is a small voice uh, if you are a son or a daughter of God, no matter how far you have drifted and no matter what the circumstance is, it doesn't matter how dry it is, if you'll just listen with your spiritual ear, there will be a small voice that says fight. Uh, and I just wish, you know, we can fight about anything else. Why don't we stand up and fight the devil when we're in a dry season and say, listen to me, devil. You may have knocked me down, but you have not knocked me out because greater is he that is in me and he just told me to fight. Uh, why don't you get some fight in your life and get out of the desert? Someone, anybody in the house feel like you could fight the devil, you ought to just give him a little bit and knock him back to hell where he belongs. Woo! My goodness, God help me. Listen to that small voice within you. You gotta listen to the voice. You gotta discern the voice of the Lord because there's voices all around us. There's voices, my goodness, if it feels good, do it. No, 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 no. Listen to the small voice in the dry places of your life. Sometimes you gotta talk to yourself. Anybody in the house talk to yourself? Huh? Anybody in the house answer yourself? 
then you're in trouble. Huh? Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. Sometimes you got to say, I got to stir up the gift of God in my life. I got to stir it up. Sometimes we're waiting on somebody, the praise team or the choir or the preacher to shout us out of the dryness. That kind of a shout out of the dryness will end up back there. You say, God, I got to stir up the gift that you have given within me. Sometimes uh, you got to say, come forth rivers of living water. You got to actually speak it. You got to say, come forth rivers uh, of living water. Sometimes you got to say, spring up, oh well, into my soul. You, you got to talk to yourself. How can I say that? Because this is exactly what happened when the Israelites uh, were in the desert. Now listen, to, I'll tell you, God's word is amazing. It is just absolutely amazing. In Numbers chapter 21, verse 16 and from thence they went to beer I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. it's B-E-E-R a whole lot of people just set up right there thought man we're getting ready to take communion he gonna serve beer <laughs> no. and from thence they went to beer that is the well whereof the Lord spake unto Moses and he said gather the people together and I will give them water then Israel sang this song, spring up, oh well, sing ye unto it. Sometimes you gotta sing to yourself. Do you hear me? I love you, brother. But Pastor Aaron, his gifting is not singing. And I hear him coming down the hall and he's, he's just not one key off. He's a whole keychain off. <laughs> and I'll say something to him and he'll just laugh and he'll just keep singing. The devil wants to take your song. Do you hear what I'm, the devil wants to take your song and he wants to sing to you doom and gloom and all that other stuff. Don't let the devil steal your song. If you believe that, put your hands together and make some music with your hands uh, to heaven above. Woo! Jesus says, Listen to me, that rivers or springs of living water will flow out of the heart who comes to him and drinks. It's, it's, it's not for the ones that just sit back. It's for the ones that come to him and says, Lord, I need a drink. Lord, I need a touch. Lord, I need a healing. Do you hear what I'm saying? The water refreshing must be drawn deep. Somebody say deep. Deep from the heart fountain, the well of God. So remember, Jesus said in John 7 and 38, he that believeth on me, as the scripture have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. He's speaking of the spirit of the Lord. And I emphasized every time I read it, rivers with an S, plural, not river, singular, and there's a reason would flow out of a believer's heart. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I got rivers. So how does the spirit of the Lord flow like rivers out of our heart? You need to pay attention because you may be in a dry spot. Do you hear me? The prophet Isaiah explains, he said in Isaiah 11 and two, and I love this. I, I tell you what, man, it got all over me in my office. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, 
the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and a fear of the Lord. Since Jesus says that the spirit would be as rivers, India, rivers, not a river, that means there's a river of wisdom for me. He was filled with wisdom and what he has is mine. And I've got to draw from it. You can study God's word all day, every day. You can quote every scripture, but when a circumstance arises, do you fall apart or do you dig deep down inside your spirit man and draw from the wisdom that God has already given you? Whew, I'm getting hot. We can't afford no AC here. Huh? So that means there's a river of understanding that whenever something comes your way and something happens, uh, there is a river inside of you that gives you supernatural understanding. I don't know how this works. I, I couldn't fix a car if I stood on my head. I'm just, I, I'm terrible. You give me a wrench, I get nervous. I just wanna throw it. But God gives me the understanding to tell what's wrong with the car. And then somebody else can fix it. I, I, I've got understanding how to solve people's problems. I'm not trying to boast on me, but there's a river of understanding that has been given to me as a gift from God and you have that same, but you've got to draw from it. Number three, there's a spirit of counsel. I don't know about you, but I need counsel. And, and Rusty can give me counsel and Pastor Rita and Pastor Aaron and Pastor Carrie, but there is no counsel like the Holy Spirit of God. And there's a river, a river, Steve, of counsel inside of us. And all we gotta do is draw from it. I started to say something and it just not gonna sound real good, but I'm just going, I hate being around them spiritual people all the time that just everything's just all snowflakes and creamy, crappy, I don't know what I'm trying to even say. And they got the answer to everything, but the first time a storm comes their way, they don't draw nothing from the well. They just let it out. Oh my goodness, amen. I got one amen now. There's a river, I probably could have done without that. We'll talk about it later, Leanne. I might. Might, you'll probably say, you probably shouldn't have said that. Might, there is a river of might, strength, do you understand? Knowledge, rivers, there's knowledge, but you gotta draw from it. My people are destroyed, the Bible said in Hosea, for a lack of knowledge, do you hear me? And then fear of the Lord is reverence. Fear of the Lord. Here are some more supporting truths. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse four, the words of a man's mouth are as deep waters and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need to watch your mouth. Deep water. Somebody say deep. Deep water symbolizes the wisdom that lies within a godly person. So when a godly person speaks wisdom, it's music to his ear that spoke it, but it's also music to the hearer that listened to it. How do you react in a situation? Huh? Deep waters symbolize the wisdom 
that lies within a godly person. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 16, verse 22. Understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it, but the instructions of fools is fully. Understanding is a wellspring of life. Wow. And we have access to it all. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 5. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Have you been drawn? Do you draw what the Lord has for you in your life? These wells are found in the heart of a believer because this is where the spirit abides, is in our heart. It's very important. Somebody say very important. Only the person who understands the ways of the Lord will draw the water from the well. You've got to understand the ways of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 11, the mouth of a righteous man is a well of life. Proverbs 15 and 23, a man hath joy by the answer of his mouth. The value of well-chosen words is incredible, the value. And I was thinking of this, not only the value of well-chosen words when you're speaking, but also tone and also demeanor. I was just thinking about this this morning, standing right over against the wall. I can say the right words, have a well-chosen words, but my tone. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got a tone problem. How about your demeanor? Do you hear me? I better move on, huh? I quit preaching and started stirring the pot. I listen, many stop praying when you feel dry. You get in a dry place in your life and you stop praying because there's no water coming from the wells. I want you to, man, I'm not making fun of dry seasons. I've been in them myself. So from where do we find the strength to draw? And this is gonna sound crazy, but you find it from joy. You say, Pastor, I'm in a dry place. You say, my, my relationship just broke up. My finances just went under. I, I just buried my loved one, whatever it may be. And you're telling me that my strength is in joy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Isaiah chapter 12, verse three. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. This is because in Nehemiah chapter eight, the second part of verse 10, it says, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is the joy we experience with our relationship with him. So matter how, no matter what the circumstance or what dry season that you're in, if you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, can I tell you, that is a privilege 
That is an honor, do you hear me? To know that you are the son of the most high, that you are a daughter of the king. Don't ever forget who you are, even no matter how dry the season may be. You are the very one that Jesus left heaven and came to earth and gave his life on a cross. He'd have done it if it was just you this morning. Do you hear me? Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Sometimes you got to unstop the wells. Abraham's miracle son, Isaac, once found himself in a time of dryness. In Genesis chapter 26, verses one through three, and there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerir. Verse two, and the Lord appeared unto him and said, go not down into Egypt, go not down. God is not for us to go downward. God is for us to go upward, amen? Egypt is symbolic of sin. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land and I will be with thee and will bless thee for unto thee and unto thy seed. Not only will I bless you, but I'm gonna bless your children. Do you hear me? He said, I will give all these countries and I will perform the oath which I swore unto Abraham thy father. There was a famine, a great famine in the land. And though Isaac lived in the land that God promised to his father Abraham, it did not mean that living life in the land was going to be without trouble and without difficulties and without circumstances. You can be right where God has planted you and you can still go through a storm. So listen, do not go down to Egypt. As Isaac began to journey south, God warned him, don't go go any further. And in my spirit, I felt like I was to say to somebody, don't go any further. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know where you're headed. I don't know what's going on in your life. But if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today, you need to stop and don't go down further any longer on this journey. Stay put, God says to Isaac, stay put and I will bless you. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, stay put. Stand with me, church. If somebody come back and do some music here in just a, another 45 minutes or so. God specifically, stay with me, tells Isaac not to run to Egypt. He's saying, Isaac, don't run to where it's comfortable. Isn't it amazing we get in a dry place with the Lord? Sometimes we want to run back to the Egypt, the sin in our life, because it's something we recognize. It's something we're comfortable with. It's the people that will just accept you no matter what. I feel like the Lord is saying, stay still. Sometimes you got to be steadfast. Sometimes you got to dig. You got to unplug the wells, allowing God to bring refreshing water to a dry place. There are times when God prepares us for a new place. There's times God will cut away things from our life 
because he has something new for us. There's times God wants some of the things in our lives to dry up, and that's not the message today, but the Holy Spirit will guide you. And that's the key is to be spirit-led. Some people leave a church over drop of a hat. We got people coming new every single week, and I tell them the same thing every time. I don't want you here if God don't want you here. And then I say, and you don't want to be here if God don't want you to be here. I want you to be spirit-led. In no way, shape, or form am I concerned about building Jewel City Church. I'm concerned about building the kingdom of God. Everybody don't fit here, do you hear me? But everybody fits in the kingdom of God. Be spirit-led. Some people will just leave a job. First time they get offended, they're gone. Ain't that amazing? In a relationship, first time you get offended, done. I'm out of here. Sometimes you got to stay. And sometimes you got to fight. So look at what happened in Isaac's life as a result of obeying God and staying in the land of famine. In Genesis chapter 26, then Isaac sowed in that land. <laughs> he sowed in a dry land. Ain't that awesome? And he received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward. He didn't go down. He went forward and grew until he became very great. He had possession of flocks, possession of herds, a great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistine, the enemy, had stopped them and filled them with earth, earth plugged up the holes. That's what the enemy's doing now. Plugging up the holes and we're not smart enough to understand it. I didn't mean to call you stupid, all right? <laughs> Verse 18, and Isaac digged again the wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham, his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham, and he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. The Philistines were of the world, and they operated under the world's system. And often we get too close to the system of the world. We wanna know how, how much of the world can I stay in and still have my foot in the church? Why don't we just try coming into the church and leaving the things of the world, amen? Unknowingly, at times our wells get plugged up but God can restore with fresh water. Listen to Isaiah chapter 58, and I'm done. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, take it to the bank. And the Lord shall guide thee continually. And, sat, and the Lord shall guide thee continually, the rivers. And satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water, whose waters fail not. I told Rusty in my office this morning, we was talking about something. 
I said, Rusty, he'll never fail you. He said, he's never failed me yet. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations. And thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. My friend, you don't have to only survive, but you can thrive in the dry places because the devil is a liar. And he who drinks from the well of the living water shall never thirst again. You feel like you're in a dry place, whatever it is. Meet me right here. I may stand here by myself. You feel like you're in a dry place. Just meet me right here. Yeah, that's what I like. Just come right over the pew. I've preached on them. You can climb them. Man, somebody, I'm gonna wait. That's right. Come, my friend. We were in my office yesterday. The church bought him a study Bible. You're welcome here, buddy. You know that. Somebody else feel like you're in Darlene, my mind. Been sick now for a long time. But there's joy. You know, sometimes we get weary. But if we faint not. If we faint not, man, we'll reap, right? That's right, come, come. You know what? Some of you are in a dry place and you're too ashamed to come forward. You know what I'd say? Shame on you. Huh? I'm gonna give about 10 more seconds, somebody. You're in a dry place in any area of your life and you need special prayer. Would you come? That's right. Sometimes you just gotta wait and be patient. The Spirit of the Lord's tugging at your heart. It don't matter who's looking. And you're in a room, you're in an audience with brothers and sisters in Christ that are rooting for you. That's right, sir. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Now, how about some people just stepping in behind these? How about some prayer warriors? How about the intercessors? How about some deacons? How about some just... Whoever, whosoever that believes. God didn't bring you into this land to frustrate you. God brought you into this land to reveal himself to you, to encourage you, to walk. We're here to walk beside you. There is nothing that is impossible for my God. Nothing, nothing. He's God Almighty. I don't know how many of you stood outside last night about 9, 30, 10 o'clock, and uh, nobody in the world can uh, Im imitate a fireworks show like God did last night in the skies. Huh? And I stood out in the yard, and I, honestly, I was standing out there watching, and then all of a sudden, I took off running to the house. And that's the kind of God that we serve. He can light up the universe. And he is the light of the world. So who is ever standing behind, I want you to literally, those that came down, take somebody by the hand. Take somebody by the hand that's in that group with you. All right, Father. God, I just humbly come before you. God, and, and I don't have any great words, God. But God, I truly, my heart believes, God, that 
you love every one of us. And God, I've been where they're standing in different seasons in my life. And I pray, God, that they would just reach into the wells. God, they'd understand the joy that they have in being saved, paid for by your blood, Jesus. And Lord, I speak a word of encouragement that they're coming out. And from this moment forward, every day will be better and better and better. But listen to me, you gotta speak that. You gotta speak that. You can't get up tomorrow and say, oh man, here we are again. You gotta get up in the morning and say, Lord, I'm thirsty. Lord, I'm thirsty for your presence and I need a drink. You need to pick up your Bible. You need to, you, you need to pick up a song. You need to sing unto the Lord. In your presence of your own house, lift up your hands and worship God. God cares about you. He loves you and you are not alone. Do you hear me? So Father, I pray God, Lord, that you do a new work in each one of these lives. God, that heaven would be opened up. They would have a, a, a tenacity about it. That they would be so hungry, so thirsty. As my friend shared with me yesterday, he'd been listening to YouTube preachers all over. God, that they would have a desire to touch heaven. And God, I know that your desire is to touch us. Oh, what a beautiful sight when both touch one another. So I pray today, no matter how dark it is, God, that the light is shining. That no matter how dry, there is rivers of life coming into them, Father. So I bless you, every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm not gonna be coming to anybody in the house. But if you're here today, you've never prayed and asked Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sin, my friend, you are lost in a dark place. But there's a drink from heaven that would like to fill your spirit man today, the Holy Spirit. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, is there one in the house right where you're at, I won't single you out, would like to lift your hand up and say, dear Jesus, today, I wanna give my life to you. Is there one in the house right where you're at? You know you're not walking with God. You know you're not living the life that you're supposed to live, that God instructs us. And today, you would like to surrender and give your life to God. Is there one that would slip their hand high? Is there one? Is there one? I'm not going to tarry long. Is there one? Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 